A lot of good stuff going on, right? Aren't you glad to be here today, man? I'm telling you, you got great things going on and just God doing some great, just great things. One of the things we're going to start tomorrow for this next week is we're going to have early morning prayer at six o'clock in the morning. Everybody say six o'clock. Now smile and say in the morning. In the morning. Yeah, that was by faith. So anyway, we have that going on. We'll do that Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, it'll be at 9 o'clock, which is way better than 6 o'clock in the morning. So, so we have that going on. We'd love to have you come be a part and pray. We'll pray for schools, start of the school year, just various things going on. We'll have that going on. So we'll do that for this next week. We're excited about that. Um, we had started a series last week called Voices, talking about how God speaks to us, that he wants to speak to us. And, and again, I want to be very clear here because one of the things that happens in Christianity, we kind of have our own vocabulary. And so we say certain things and people that are Christians have been around church for a while. They know what we mean by that. Some people that maybe they're not Christian and they're just kind of, they're kind of checking this out and saying, is this, you know, is this what I believe? Is this where I want to be? We say things in their mind. They're like, so you guys hear voices, huh? Okay. That's what's going on here. You know? And so I, I want to make sure that that's, that's not what we're saying. We're just talking about the different ways that God speaks to us and the things that can be a distraction from his voice in our life and what he's doing. So are you ready to get started? Man, that wasn't very good. Okay, I mean, we're going to start anyway. You ready to get started? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, grab a hold of your Bibles and say this with me. Say, this is my Bible. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I declare this morning. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'll be taught the Word of God. And I'll never be the same again. Open up your Bibles, if you would, to Matthew 14. If you're still learning your way around the Bible, know this, that the Bible has an Old Testament and a New Testament. The Old Testament starts with Genesis, and the New Testament starts with Matthew. So this is the very first book of the New Testament. And Matthew was a Jesus follower. He was one of the 12 disciples. He was actually an eyewitness to Jesus' ministry and his crucifixion and his resurrection. So the things that he writes about, he saw them with his own eyes, and so um, Matthew 14, starting with this verse 22, it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and across to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, everybody say meanwhile. meanwhile. The disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had arisen and they were fighting heavy waves. Have you ever been there before where you feel like, man, you're in the middle of this really hard place and it feels like Jesus is like a million miles away? Have you ever had that happen to you before? I mean, there've been times in my life where I felt like I'm going through something and Jesus is my roommate. And there's been other times I'm going through things. I feel like he's on a mission trip to China. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, when do you get back home? I'm really missing you, that kind of thing. And so, you know, he was up in the hills praying and they were in the middle of this fierce storm fighting heavy waves, strong winds. And it says about three o'clock in the morning, boo, three o'clock in the morning, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear, in their fear, they cried out. It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I'm here. Then Peter called to him. I love Peter. And one of the reasons I love him is because he reminds me of me. And that is sometimes that dude should be being quiet and instead he's talking. And that's, that's me sometimes. Everyone's looking at me and go, hey, right now would be a really good time for you to be quiet. What? Okay, so, so this is him. You know, he's talking. And it says this. So he said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, 
Come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. And so we have this whole situation. It says, you know, as it starts at the very beginning, it says that Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross the other side of the lake. Now, the word there that's used there in the Greek, it literally means it, that he forced or pressed or compelled them. In other words, it was one of those things like he insisted like, you guys need to get in the boat. And, and we don't know why that is. If maybe there was just so much, so much of a demand on the people around them for ministry that he's like, look, we need to go on the other side. So just let's do this. Or also I thought about this, that in this moment that, um, that some of these guys were fishermen. So they were professionals. They were used to knowing what the water's like, what's going on there, and all those things. So they may have been looking ahead and saying to Jesus, like, you know, this is going to be kind of treacherous or rough, and I'm not sure we should go. And he's like, no, 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 you need to go. You need to go. In other words, that he's compelling them to go. And so as they go, they hit this storm, and it says, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. Now, in their culture back then, often, what one of the stories that they would have is they would feel like if you were on the water and there was this treacherous thing happening, that if you saw a ghost, that it was kind of an omen that your life was getting ready to come to an end. So they just thought they were afraid. Then they see what they think is a ghost. And now their fear just took steroids like, okay, now I'm really scared. And so all of this is taking place. And um, they cried as a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I'm here. I think it's interesting. I, I can see so much of myself in this because isn't it wild that sometimes we can be in the middle of a really hard place and not even recognize that Jesus is here with us? You know, I mean, he was, he was coming towards them and instead they thought it was a ghost, something that was going to be ominous or that was going to declare to them, you know, kind of the outcome and the outcome wasn't going to be good. And instead it wasn't what they thought it was at all. It was Jesus. Sometimes in the middle of those storms in our life, we're going through those real challenges that we experience things. You know, sometimes people show up that love us, but we don't recognize they love us. Sometimes circumstances take place or, or we're exposed, you know, we re realize things, things are revealed to us, things that happen that in the middle of this storm, that even though the storm's hard, even though the storm's bad, that there's things that take place that all of a sudden Jesus begins to reveal himself to us in the storm. And so while all this is going on, he said, look, don't, the thing that you're, afraid, that you're afraid of, what you think it is, is not what it is. It, it's not that, it's me. I'm, it's me, I'm here, don't be afraid. And I love what Peter said to him. He said, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. In other words, he didn't just say, hey, let me swim out there, or, or man, I, I can't wait, you know, just get here quickly, I can't wait to see, it's kind of rough right now. I mean, he's like, no, 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 let me go to you, let me do that. So he made it very specific. And so Jesus said, yes, come. And it says he, that Peter climbed out of the boat and he began to walk towards Jesus. Matter of fact, it says this way. It says, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus, which tells me in all likelihood that he had his eyes on him, that he's walking towards him. That, now, here's the thing I know is that in one verse in the Bible, it says that, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and what faith is, is simply doing what God has said, whatever he's told us. You know, sometimes there's a fine line here because sometimes people just do what they believe that God can do. They base their faith on that. But real faith is when we base it upon what he said, what he said to us specifically, personally. You didn't tell all, all 12 of the disciples to come walking on the water. They, they didn't ask Jesus to do that. Only one guy did that. And so he got out of the boat. It says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God because he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. So I know this, I know that faith has a voice. 
It has a voice. It's, it's the promises of God. It's the voice of God. It's God leading us, giving us hope for our future. Faith shows up with hope every time. Fear has a voice. And fear can distract us from faith. It's, and it, it shows up hopeless. But in this right here that Peter said, if it's you, then have me come walking on the water to you. And, and Jesus goes, yeah, come on. Get yourself out here. That's Oklahoman. Get yourself out here. And so he told him, he said, come on. And so, um, and so acting on what God said, not just what he can do. I, I wrote this down. Faith is about trusting the one who has spoken. It's about trusting the one who has spoken. So, so first of all, when we think about, you know, that when God speaks to us, his voice is a voice of faith. And faith is acting on what God has said. In other words, what he's spoken to you specifically. And you know, there's certain things, you know, all the disciples were in the boat, they were in the general will of God, and often when we're in the general will of God, doing what God wants us all to do, you know, like loving our family, being good to him, those, you know, that's his will for all of us, right? I mean, you know, to, to just be good to people and that kind of thing, that while we're doing that, that sometimes then we hear his voice specifically. While you're doing the general will of God, that all of a sudden, specifically, he says, you, come out here on the water. And so we want to hear his voice, the voice that challenges me to, to trust him, to believe him, to, that, that with him on my side that we're capable of doing more than I could by myself. That in my imperfection that he takes me to a place that me and my broken place and my imperfect place could never go on my own. But with Jesus, it's to a whole different level. And so number one is this, is that faith is acting on what God has said. Let's, let's keep reading here and it says this. If it's really you tell me to come to you walking in the water, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he, talking about Peter, when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. So there's a storm going on. These guys are doing everything they can to make it through the storm. And they see this figure out in the water. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. Everything we've heard is true. We're in trouble. And Jesus is like, no, man, it's me. Don't be afraid. And then, then Peter says, if it's really you, then have me come walk. He says, yeah, come. So when Peter gets out on the water, the wind is already blowing. The, the waves are already just, you know, really tumultuous and chaotic and that kind of thing. And yet he's walking on the water. But something happens in this moment. There's this transition that takes place. And that is somewhere along the line that he quits looking at the one that he could trust in the middle of the storm. And he begins to turn his eyes off of him and put him on his circumstances and his chaos. And then when it says he put him on his circumstances and chaos, that he began to sink. Now, if you're in northeastern Oklahoma, you've been around lakes all the time like I have and that type of thing. I've never began to sink. I just sink. When I jump in the water, there's not a transition. <laughs> What's he doing? I think he's sinking. You know, that doesn't happen that way. I mean, I, I, I sink. I, I go down. And, you know, the more birthdays I have and the more birthday cake I have, the quicker I go down. So, so you know, I, I go down. And so, you know, and, and so, but Peter, because, man, he started out really trusting God and trusting what God's word for him was in that season, what he'd spoken to him specifically in that season, and he began to take his eyes off Jesus and trusting the one that had spoken and began to look around and began to like, man, this is pretty nuts out here. And as he continued to look, the longer that he looked away, he just began to sink. He began to sink. And it says this, that save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said, why did you doubt me? 
Why did you doubt me? So in this, he, he began to seek it. And here's what I've discovered, if you're taking notes number two, is, this, is that fear distracts us from what God has said. You know, so many times, man, we get in a place where God's speaking to us and he's dealing with us and, and just, you know, however it is that he, you know, he reveals himself to us. It's, it's always different. And you'll hear me say this. If you come to church, I say this almost every week. And so you're going to get tired of saying, I'm okay with that. But I want to say it again and again and again. And that is, is that Jesus didn't come because humanity needed another religion. That's not why he came. He came because he wanted us to have a relationship with him and a relationship with the Father. So in a relationship, we talk, we, we talk to him and, and he begins to reveal himself to us and begins to speak to us. And sometimes in those special moments when he begins to deal with us and we begin to recognize that he's dealing with our heart and he begins to kind of call to us to step out of the boat, to get in a place of discomfort and to begin to follow him, that sometimes there's this real excitement about it. But along the way, when we get in the water, have you ever noticed that the storm doesn't immediately stop? Well, it keeps going, Right? I remember when we came here, like, you know, 15 and a half years ago, that we came here, we'd, we'd paid the price in New Mexico where we were doing student ministry, and we'd gotten to a place that so many things were easier for us, and we, that we were finally at a place where we didn't have any more debt, and we didn't, you know, outside of our house, and we didn't have, you know, uh, we, we had some money in the savings account, and that type of thing. We came here to start, and we were so excited because we had a word in that season that God had for us, that he was transitioning us, and that he was going to allow me to come back to my home and give the rest of my life here, and I believe that's still his plan. But as that began to happen, I began to notice that there were different storms coming up and there were different challenges and different things that were going on. And we reached a place where sometimes financially, man, it was tight. Some weeks we couldn't make, you know, I couldn't get paid. And I'd become addicted to a paycheck. I mean, it's just it's a sad thing, but I mean, it, it happened. And so, you know, that began to happen. And we went from a place having no debt to having debt and having savings to no savings and, and all of those things. And sometimes, man, in the middle of the chaos, I would look around and just say, man, what, this was, what, what have we done? And yet every time that we'd begin to trust God's voice, it wasn't like all of our problems began to go away. The storm was still there, but my view of the storm was different. I saw it differently. Because faith has a voice, and faith's voice, which is God's voice, always shows up with hope. Fear's voice, which is not the voice of God, shows up hopeless. I, I, don't, I don't get to fly a lot but when I do fly, it's one of those things, you know, typically I enjoy. And most of the time when I get on planes, you know, I mean, people, you know, they're just, they're not, you know, they don't always talk with you or whatever. But I, I got on the plane one time and this lady sitting next to me, she engaged in a little conversation. We were talking and, and we're flying. And then eventually the captain comes on and he says, hey, look, you know, we're getting ready to hit some turbulence. If you would find your way to your seat and buckle your seatbelts. Well, I'd heard that before and anything about it. But I'm telling you what, man, this was like the mother of all turbulence. I'm telling you, it was one of those things. I felt like I was at a Magic Kingdom roller coaster. It was just kind of, it was just all over the place. And before I take off in a flight, a lot of times under my breath, I'll make this statement, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to do this. Lord, thank you that you'll get me there safely and you'll get me home safely. That's what I say under my breath. I'm just kind of declaring by faith what's going on. And so, so this is happening. And I mean, it's like horrible horrible turbulence and this lady she, she's like all of a sudden she she reaches across and puts her hand on my arm and she goes what do you do for a living and I and I said I said well I'm, I'm a pastor and she goes for whatever reason that brings me a little peace and I wanted to tell her if you knew how I feel on the inside right now you'd have no peace at all I, I just feel like getting with a box of donuts and curling up in a corner and weeping because it may be my last meal and so you know 
And so, you know, so she's, she's squeezing my arm even harder. And I'm like, if we survive this, I may need this. Would you please not squeeze this hard? You know, so, so we're going in eventually. We get, we get through the storm. I'm like, oh, thank God that's over. You know, so, but you know, that whole time, man, you're just thinking about your life. You're thinking about, you know, because fear's like, hey, you know, you're this, this is it. This is it. You know, you're not going to make, I mean, just begins to paint this picture of what your future looks like. That's what fear does. It has a voice and it distracts us from what God has called us to do. Faith is not about what I'm capable of doing. Faith is about what he's promised me he would do. My confidence is not just on what he can do, because he can do anything, but what he said to me specifically that he would do for me. Faith is, have, is trusting the voice of the one that's spoken it. You say, well, how does God speak to us? And we'll go over this in weeks to come more so. He speaks to us through scripture. He speaks to us through God thoughts. He speaks to us through people in our lives, relationships. Sometimes we're praying and we just know on the inside that God's dealing with us. He just, because he loves you, he speaks to you. He has a word for you in this season that you're in. Some of you are in a good place. You know, life is about seasons, right? I mean, not all of it is chaotic. Not all of it is tumultuous. You know, sometimes we're in a good season. Things are good at our job. Our relationships are good. Our health is good. Family's good. But then we go through those other moments where that's not the case, right? I mean, it's just distraction or pain or things going on around us. And here's what we need to know. Sometimes in those places, the voice of fear can be so loud that it's just distracting. It's all we can look at. It's all our eyes can focus on. And, and in that somewhere, that, that, that Jesus is there somewhere trying to speak to us. And like the disciples, we may not recognize him or may not hear his voice that he's trying to talk to us. And sometimes we have to kind of almost like stop and begin to look for him. And hear the word that he has for us in this season. He shows up with hope. He shows up with peace. He shows up letting us know that you're not in this alone. I'm not in this alone. He's with us. And so all these voices that we have to deal with, this voice about your future, what are you going to do about that? And what's going to happen there? How's this going to happen? You know, you failed last time you did that. You're going to fail this time. And who do you think you are? All of those things. That's not God's voice. His voice that in the storm brings clarity. In the storm brings peace. Man, I get it. You know, sometimes I've been like Peter where you get out of the boat and I'm walking, I'm good. And all of a sudden I begin to look around and they're like, what was I thinking? It's storming out here. And I begin to sink. And then I'm reminded, the Holy Spirit reminds me, just stirring on the inside, man, to turn back and look at Jesus and say, Lord, help me. And he goes, I'm here. So number two is this, if you're taking notes, fear distracts us from God. So let's, let's continue reading. We'll close this with this. Verse 32, then he says, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Now, I, this just always kind of blows me away. I don't know about you, but if I'm out there and it's storming and all that kind of stuff and I'm sinking and I'm like, Jesus, would you save me? And he sticks out his hand. I'd like for the storm to stop right now. Hey, there's no more storm. I'm going to walk back to you on calm waters with no storm. That's not what happened. Jesus saved Peter and the storm is still going on. The storm didn't stop till they got back in the boat. You know why that the Lord sometimes is not interested in making the storm stop as quick as we want it to? He wants to teach us how to walk in the storm with him. Isn't that right? I mean, so they get back into the boat. The storm stops. 
And then it says this, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then, then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. And here's why it's so important to push on the other side of our fear. Because on the other side of our fear, on the other side of our fear, God reveals things to us. Then they, they worshiped him on the other side of that storm. It was not like they hadn't worshipped him before, but I, I believe their worship was a little different because there were things they discovered about Jesus in the storm that they didn't know about him before. That there were things they learned about him on the other side of the storm that they didn't know until they walked through that. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, just because you're in a storm doesn't mean that you're not in God's will or not in God's plan. You say, why do storms come? Well, man, there's so many reasons that, you know, sometimes I just don't know. I mean, sometimes... God's taken us through something because he's going to reveal something about who he is to us. And like I shared when we, when we started Cedar Point and we began to go through some of those places, today it's so much richer whenever I, I come into the facility and I see what God's done and the people he's allowed, you know, that we as a church or that we've been able to reach and, and things like that and God's not through. It just reminds me of his faithfulness and it causes me to worship him in a way that I would have never been able to worship had I not went through that hard place with him. It's a moment of revealing. It's a moment of revelation where he reveals something else about who he is. I just recently, a, a kind of a well-known minister's wife passed away and, and he preached and I, I watched the message. And one of the things he said, man, just really grabbed me. You know, he was, he was talking through his grief because he was missing his wife. But he said this, he said, he said, I, I've, I had the opportunity to worship God in a place of pain and I won't ever have this opportunity to worship him in heaven like this. Because in heaven, there'll be no loss. There'll be no pain. But he said, in this moment, I'm, I'm hurting. But on this side is a place that God reveals to me that he can be trusted even in the painful places. Even in the hard places. And I know that some of you, you're in a hard place right now. And if, if I could make this storm stop for you, if I, if I knew how, you know, I would be that. I've been there where that may not be the best thing for you in this moment. The most important thing is not, is there a storm? The most important thing is who you're in the storm with. And so, when you begin to hear his voice, that it becomes the loudest, the clearest. And so I know some of you in the season you're in is a hard place right now. My prayer for you is I, I want you to be able to recognize God's voice as he speaks to you, that he, he's not a long way off. He's with you. He's, he's not distanced. He's with you. He's here speaking to you right now. I, I want you to do this. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a minute. I want you just to spend a moment with God and and just, you know, you know, if you're in a good place, man, this is your time to then they worshiped him because you're on the other side of something. But man, if you're in the middle with just all this turmoil, all this chaos, just take this moment and just begin to talk to him. You know, there was another time that the disciples were in the storm and Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat. And I love the question when they woke him up. They said, don't you care? Don't you care that we perish? And, you know, sometimes in the middle of the storm, we, we can feel like that God doesn't care. That he's kind of left us alone. But that's not who he is at all. Psalm says this, that he's close to the brokenhearted. 
So let's just spend a moment with him. And just wherever you are, whatever season you're in right now, just spend a moment and talk to him. I'll, I'll be quiet for just a moment as, as you share your heart with God's presence.